This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic Pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Choose. Light, comfy, good to go to. The share it with a friend deal. Even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome again to Cardiff's Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Kevin Markey from Leeds United Mad. This is our preview match of Fulham versus Leeds United. Just a preview show, not preview match. There's a Goldman to start off the show, Kevin. I look <laughs> forward to talking to Kevin during this show, but before we do anything else, Kevin, happy birthday. It's Kevin's birthday. He's joining me on his birthday to preview this match. Thank you <laughs> so much for coming on, Kevin. Guilty as charged, Rush, yeah. It's my birthday today, so can, can't do anything about that, but here we go, yeah. <laughs> okay, my friend. Well, listen, this is going to be a very interesting match on Friday night at Craven Cottage, and um, we'll talk about the time the teams played up at Ellen Road in just a bit, but I just want to get you just your overall view. Let's start with just getting your thoughts on Leeds United season so far. You and I were talking off air. It doesn't seem... Right. You know, it doesn't seem like mm. we're both in the Premier League because of the pandemic. You and I were talking about it. It just doesn't seem the, the way it's supposed yeah. to feel, right? But just give me yeah. your overall feeling on Leeds United season so far. Yeah, but back in the big time after, for us, it's been 16 years. Obviously, it's been a very long time since we've been in the Premier League. And to sort of uh, watch it 
um, not being able to go to games is a real gut wrencher, really. And having to, yeah, it's a privilege to watch it on TV. Don't get me wrong; it's great that they've sorted all that out where you can watch it on TV. But it's just not quite the same, really. Missing out on games and the atmosphere of the games are so you know lacklustre. Really, there's no crowd noise, really, and even the fake noise doesn't sound really real <laughs> as such. So yeah, it's not quite the same. But overall, you know. We've done okay. Not yeah, really better than okay. I think yeah, we've done, we've done all right. We, we've got we're on thirty five points. We, we're in a good position with ten games yeah. to go. So I can't really complain. When, with Leeds, when we win, we win in style. When we lose, we seem to lose in style as well. Right. Uh, we, we don't seem to draw many games. So the draw at Chelsea was a big surprise. Oh, against <laughs> Chelsea on Saturday was a big surprise. We I thought we defended really well. To be fair. And maybe the last 10 game, games are going to show more draws, who knows, where we realise we're not going to win the game by playing the way we play. Let's settle for a point instead, which is not Bielsa's way by all means. But right. uh, uh, I think he's learning now that maybe a point is a good point, really, when if you can't win. So it's better than losing at the end of the day. And I think a, a few more points and we'll be guaranteed more or less safety. So... Um, overall, it's been it's been great, but like you say, Russ, it's not quite the same as no. you know with the crowds there. It's it's lacking that atmosphere. But uh, you, you you watch what you watch. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. And overall, you know we've had eleven victories, um, thirteen defeats. So you know, like I say, we don't really do draws as such. But uh, I, I think most Leeds fans are quite happy that we're back and we're doing you right. know we're doing okay. You know, that's all we can do really. Right. You're, listen, you're back in the Premier League, and uh, I want to just um, go a little bit deeper into this because I certainly want to get your thoughts on Bielsa. But before I do that, because like you said, it does seem a little bit feast or famine, Kevin. Mm. Does that really come down to Bielsa's approach? Does it really come down to this is how he plays? What we would say here with, with different teams and different sports, we do what we do. That seems like the Bielsa way. He does what he does. He cares about what Leeds United do. He doesn't really care as much about what the opponent's going to do to him. So is that really just the approach? It's We're going to win, and we're either going to win 4-0 or we might lose 3-0. Is that, is that kind of the, the mindset? That seems to be his philosophy, Russ, yeah. Um, you know, which is a bit of a gung-ho one, I suppose. But, uh, yeah. Even if we're winning 3-0, he wants to get that fourth goal. He wants to get the fifth goal. If we're losing 3-0, he wants to get a goal back to get back into the game. It's just this philosophy of playing football. He just just keep attacking and see what happens. If we lose, we lose. He, he loves playing from the back, from the goalkeeper, yep. irrespective of what the, how the game's going. That's the way he does it. I mean, I don't know if you saw the Arsenal game, but we... Um, the young goalkeeper made an error for a penalty there when he was playing from the back, but he didn't yep. chastise him or say he was wrong. He kept him in the team. He says, that's the way I expect him to play. So I'm not going to blame him for that because that's what I want him to do. And it's the same with the whole team, really. Just just pass it, pass the ball to death. Make as many chances as you can. Score as many goals as you can. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We'll just go on to the next game and try again. It's just the way it'd be able to... You know, plays football. We we love the guy. We think he's great. He's been fantastic for us. He's got us back into the Premier League after 16 years. We're not complaining at all about the way he plays, really. We, we're just enjoying the ride while he's there. And we're just hoping that he 
you know, we, he stays longer than what he has at any other club. He's played, he stayed at Leeds now longer than all the clubs have been with. He's, you know, he's over 115 games or so he's yeah. been with us now, which is more than any other side. So that augurs well for the future. So hopefully, yeah, he'll stay. He'll stay for next season as well. There's no guarantees with Bielsa. We all know that he he could leave at a drop of a hat because that's where he is. But I think he genuinely loves the club. He genuinely loves the fans, the area. He's no. He's got no reason to want to leave. Um, so yeah, it's a gung ho approach that we've got yeah. used to. We might win four 0 We might lose four 0 But <laughs> at the end of the day, like the match of the match of the day, guy say. You know they're entertaining. We're entertaining. You're entertaining. That's that's the word I was just looking for. You're entertaining, which is something that you wouldn't associate with Leeds all those years back. But at this moment in time, <laughs> you know, lovers or loathers, we are entertaining. And you um, are. There's no question it, about that. It's because... always a game worth watching, even if it's a nil-nil. You know, there's plenty of chances made and plenty of chances missed. Like the Chelsea game at the weekend, everybody yep. was expecting a goal fest. But um, Chelsea haven't been scoring that many goals recently and we haven't been scoring any either. So maybe 0-0 wasn't a big surprise, but we defended quite well in that game. It shows, uh, I know people, uh, Liverpool fans have been complaining about all the centre-back um, pairings they've had over the season. But we've had maybe just as many different centre-back pairings as well. And we've just had to cope with what we've got. And Bielsa doesn't moan about anything. He just gets on with it. He picks... Yeah. He likes a small squad, 15, 18 players that he can choose week in, week out. Nothing's players really play... changed there, right, Kevin? I mean, yeah, it's still the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah. Players play in different positions. I mean, Stuart Dallas is a good example. He can yep. play. You tell him to play in a position, he'll give 100% in that position and he'll do okay. He's just that sort of guy. And uh, we've had a left-back who's not a left-back for a lot of the season, Alioski. And yeah, it's just... You know, he just he, he expects his players to play in positions that he expects them to do well in, and right. that's the way he does things. And you know, you got to respect the guy for that. He, he doesn't bring in, you know, he doesn't. We've had injuries during the course of the season. I mean, everybody has injuries, obviously, right. but he hasn't. He didn't panic in the January window and brought bought in two, three other players. He just said, "Right, what I've got is okay, and I'll just get on with it." And he has done, to be fair. And you know, we applaud him for that. Okay. Let's go leave me to ask you about key players as we look ahead to this upcoming match. And here's an interesting player that I really want your thoughts on because I want to focus a little bit on this. You know, definitely up front, you know, you you bring in the striker. He's not hitting on all cylinders. I read about this in an article this week. But I want to focus more on Patrick Bamford, who's apparently going to play. He picked up a knock in the last match. I expect him to play, and uh, I, I think all – all signs are that he will play. Let's talk about his journey with Leeds United. It's fascinating because uh, he's really just getting the job done. You're talking about players that that are just having um, playing a role. Well, Bamford's role is to score goals, and uh, he's certainly doing that. He's proved that he can do it at this level, Kevin. Has it yeah. surprised you? It has in a way, to be fair, because um, – he was a competent championship player. He scored 16 so goals or so last season. Could have got a lot more with the chances he had. And everybody thought, is he the man to carry Leeds in the Premier League? And there were a lot of doubts, not just from Leeds fans, obviously, uh, from other fans in general, that he wouldn't really be able to cope. I mean, he had championship, uh, sorry, Premier League experience with Middlesbrough and a couple of other clubs. But, uh, 
he never really played that many games. If you look at his uh, yep. total of games, he never had the opportunity that um, Bielsa's actually get, kept faith in him and given him the opportunity to play in the Premier League. And he he has taken the chance. He's you know he's, he's not your standard sort of centre forward really because. You know, he presses forward, he he, he presses the other team's um, defence, he goes out wide sometimes, creates, makes holes for the other players to come into, and he chips in with his fair share of uh, goals as well. Obviously, he's missed a few here and there, but every striker does. But, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of... There was a lot of expectancy today that he'd be called up for the England squad. and. Right. Apparently, he just missed out by a whisker to Ollie Watkins. He, um, Southgate went for Ollie Watkins instead. It's, and his reasoning being that he he does the press a lot better than um, Bamford, which yeah. seems a bit of a poor excuse, really, because Bamford's right. really good at doing that. But on, in a way, you know, we're, we're disappointed he hasn't got his chance of a first England cap, but in a way, we're glad as well, because that means he's not playing extra games. And I was going to say, for you... He might get injured towards right. the running as well, so... Right, exactly. Yeah, we'd rather have him fit for Leeds for the last 10 games. You know, being a bit greedy, he'll have hopefully he'll have more opportunity in the summer to uh, get another opportunity. But at this moment in time, he's our main striker and we want him fit for the last 10 games. So, you know, being a bit selfish there, but uh, that's the way most Leeds fans are thinking at the moment, I think. Okay, well, I have a a question from you from Steve Reynolds, and uh, this involves. Patrick Bamford. Many Leeds fans were anti-Bamford. Is that the same now? And what has changed for Bamford? Um, I wouldn't say many Leeds fans. There might have been obviously a few fans um, doubting if he'd, he'd be the right man for the for the role. Um, I think I don't think anything's changed. Bielsa has complete faith in him as a striker, as a player, and um, I don't think you know. I think he's repaired that faith really this season. Yeah, Just, absolutely. I think he's been really, you know, really awesome as a uh, as a striker, and um, that people look at his goals, but it's his work rate in general. Really, he works so hard for the side during, during ninety minutes, and um, you, you can't fault his attitude towards the games. I think he's loving it because he's back in the Premier League. Yeah, he's got he's got a manager that has complete faith in him. As a player, you know, he's got everything going for him at the moment and I don't think he'd change anything at all. And um, with 10 games to go, I think he's got the capability to be a 20-goal-a-season se- um, 20 striker in, wow. in this league and I think he'll achieve that with the, the games remaining. And um, like I say, being selfish again, I'm glad yeah. he, maybe he's got no, no not nothing else to concentrate on other than Leeds at the moment and... Hopefully he'll be fit for tomorrow night, and um, he'll uh, you know put in a decent performance again. Well, this might sound strange, but I actually want him to be fit because I want Fulham to play against the best. Yeah, I yeah. want that. That's just the way that I am, you know. And, and again, there's a part of me that always says, "Well, you know, again, it's an advantage if certain players are in." But if you really think about it, you want your team to beat the best team, and the mm. best team includes Patrick Bamford in for Leeds United, but. Yeah. Let's go back, and here's another comment that I'm very curious your thoughts on. This is from Bradford Guth. Everyone says Leeds will run out of gas. Now, I'm used to this from a couple seasons ago, but it hasn't happened. Is team fitter, smarter? What are your thoughts on this? Because I, I find this interesting 
They did not run out of gas last season. I know we had the pandemic, but it happened the season prior. But what is the difference now for Leeds United? Do you think that they are fitter? Do you think that Bielsa is managing it any differently? I don't think so. But what are your thoughts about Leeds not running out of gas? I think the difference this season, uh, Russ, is that you now we've got 38 games to concentrate on. Last season, last two seasons, we've <laughs> we've had 46 games to concentrate on. This is very true. I agree in a way. Maybe the first season we did run out of gas a bit in the playoffs against Derby County, but you know that yep. could have gone either way that game. Uh, last season, I, yeah, the the little gap in between games might have helped us. It, it might have helped other teams as well, but. Um, I think Bielsa has that. People do remember his previous seasons at other clubs where they did run out of gas. I think Bill Bow might be a good example where yep. they were challenging for the title at the time in La Liga and they were in two cup competitions and they run out of steam a little bit in the league, yep. got to the final, but they looked like they were jaded a little bit and lost. So maybe that reputation has come with him a little bit to Leeds that yep. he, he does push the players so hard in training. And they play with this intensity for yeah, 90 the plus minutes. Yeah, the games and the non-stop running. The running, you know, a good example of it is the third goal at Leicester City when, you know, we were 2-1 up and the game was coming towards the end and Bamford just made a run for the goal and yeah. Harrison kept up with him all the way and he passed the ball to Harrison and he made it 3-1. The fact that Harrison was had that much steam to keep up with him in the 92nd minute, whatever it was, shows you how fit these players are, really. I mean, he could have said, oh, we won the game anyway. You just run the ball in the corner and it'll be okay." But Leeds, you know, they're running for 95, 96 minutes, however long the game lasts. And that's all down to to the training that he does. I mean, I haven't obviously seen the training session, but I've heard that they're so intense. That everybody just—I've seen the documentary. Yeah, yeah I've I've seen yeah. that, and it looks intense. And yeah. uh, you know, and listen, it's paying off because I keep saying, "Well, they're going to run out of gas." I've said that last season; it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, like you said, some of it might be reputation. But when you work that hard, you think eventually it—you got to see the other side of it. But if they're that fit, then maybe you don't. Maybe you—you've just trained your body to be able to play this way. And we're going to talk about that intensity in just a bit because. Scott Parker had some interesting comments about Leeds United, and I'm going to share a couple of them with you, Kevin. But before yeah. we do that, I want to go back. You and I were talking about this off air because it was so long ago, and I was. It's funny because I was I was going back to look at the team that started in this match. Half the players yeah. weren't starting that are starting now, and uh, it it was a completely different Fulham side. I, I believe Ariola just just started playing with Fulham very recently. Same thing with Kenny Tete. And uh, but it's certainly not the same team. Defensively, it's certainly not the same team. And uh, I'm curious: can we take anything out of this, or do we just throw it away and just say, "Listen, both teams have progressed." Can we learn anything from that, or, or we just or was it just too long ago, Kevin? I'm curious your view on that. I, well, I don't know about yours, but one, the, the game at Ellen Road it, it just reminded me of the Championship uh, game, really. The yeah. Previous season. It just had a championship feel about it. It did. All the, all the players, were, you know, most of them were involved in the championship game literally a few weeks before that at Ellen Road. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, it didn't really have a premier feel about it, even no. though it was a premier game. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, it, it came across like that. But 
it whilst we're more or less stayed the same over that period of time, I think Fulham have changed a lot over the months. Yep. And you can tell that by the amount of clean sheets they're keeping at the moment, yep. now, which, which is really good for them. They kept, what, six clean sheets in the last 11 league games, which is amazing, really. It's it's yeah. crazy, you know. Premier League opposition and they're keeping clean sheets. It's yeah. absolutely a fantastic achievement. I mean, well, I wish we could do that, keep clean sheets. But <laughs> <laughs> I, love them. Uh, I, I know Melier has kept... I wish we scored more goals, Kevin. So it's kind of yeah. like a little bit of each because, again, yeah. home are lacking the goals. It's and, and, yeah. and yeah. you guys are scoring the goals, but you're giving up the goals. So you guys are yeah. like, you know, it, it's... You kind of want what you don't already have, you know, and yeah, yeah. you know, you know, you right. want you you want your side to be more better defensively, but and and I want my side to score more goals. It's uh, you know, yeah. you, you know, it, it, it's crazy. But listen, this is going to be an interesting match, and I, I look forward to it. But before yeah. I share some comments from Scott Park, I just want to get your overall view on Fulham. And I don't know how much you've had a chance to watch them, but like I mentioned, if you know, and if Weeds United fans are watching this, and they haven't seen Fulham since then. It's a it's a very different team. I'm you know again. I just want to mention that we're very different. Many of the yeah. players are are gone, as you talked about the clean sheets, but it it just does not seem like the same team. Like you said, it seemed like a championship team at Ellen Road for Fulham. We're a Premier League yeah. team now. Yeah, I I think that's the progression. But I'm curious your view on Fulham. I think. The key switch, I think, that Park has done really is Dimitrovic um, hasn't been playing as it that regularly recently. This is correct. I think because he doesn't want the long balls just being thrown into the area anymore. He wants to play the ball into positions. Yeah. I think that's the key change to how they are. They play with pace. Yeah, they've improved doing that over the last few weeks. And now they've got into a great position now where. They've got a great opportunity of getting out of the bottom three if they get some good results now in the last. I think so. Yeah, remainder of the season, and teams above them are obviously getting a little bit worried now that obviously they could be dragged into the bottom three. But I think the key situation for me, or the key change, has been Mitrovic not be not featuring as much as he did over the last maybe a couple of seasons. I mean, Luckman has looked outstanding in a lot of the games as well. He, he looks a yep. real good signing, and for me, he he, he does drive drive the team forward a lot. <clears throat> like you said, maybe they are lacking goals, but if they can keep a clean sheet, they've always got a chance of winning or picking up a point. And that's what I've always said, Kevin. Yeah, is, you know, if you have that defensive foundation, hopefully the goals will come. They still really haven't come. But the potential is there, so I'm I'm glad that you had mentioned that. Okay, coming up next, I'm going to share some comments, some quotes from Scott Parker, get Kevin's thoughts on them, and we will finish up by breaking down this match and predicting it. Okay, Kevin, I'm going to share a couple of uh, quotes from Scott Parker. This comes from the press servers, actually came over the uh, Fulham Twitter account, so they're directly from the Fulham Twitter account. So I'm going to yeah. break it up into two parts. Here are some of Parker's thoughts on Leeds United. So I'm going to share this. And I also want want to say that there's more to it. He also talks about the intensity in another quote in regards to uh, Leeds United. I'm paraphrasing, but it's 
going to be a challenge to keep up with that intensity. But but here's the first part that I want to share with you. This is from Scott Parker. Quote, leads you, leads are a unique side in the way they play. They commit a lot of bodies. That can cause stress. But there's a flip side where you can get to them through counters. Unquote. Okay. I want yeah. to get your thoughts on this. And again, like I mentioned, Parker also talks about really having to deal with that intensity. What are your thoughts about, I guess you could say the two sides. I, I think this talks about the two sides of Leeds United, that they're going to commit a lot. They're going to attack, 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 but it does leave them open. Yeah. I mean, you, you can say that about Leeds over the last three seasons. Russ, but we, we commit so much forward that if a pass goes astray or somebody makes a good tackle and, they can move forward so quickly that we could be out of position and get caught out. I mean, that's happened on plenty of occasions over the last three seasons. <clears throat> Whether that's a weakness or not, maybe it is, but we can make so many players going forward. Yeah, we we can be easily caught on the uh, on the counter. I mean, Chelsea, <coughs> excuse me, Chelsea did that a few times on on Saturday, but yep. thankfully. We've got this guy called Calvin Phillips who is like a rock at the back and he doesn't stray too far forward, thankfully. So he's always there to mop up um, passes or, you know, play. he, he might put in a great tackle to, to sort of counter that as well. Right. So, yeah, but I agree with Parker. That is, um, we are unique in the way we play. We do very unique. commit, but... Yeah, we, there's always an opportunity. If you've got the right players that can break us down, then you've got an opportunity to score. So it's okay saying that. It's actually doing it on the park, isn't it, right. really? If he can achieve that, then fair play to him as well. If he can, you know, counter and score a goal, then, yeah, he's done his job, basically. So that is something for him. Uh, what he's saying is true. That does happen. But it's putting it into practice over that. Uh, 90 minutes really and exactly um, exactly it's one thing to say but they have to execute it yeah exactly. and uh, you know and that to me will be the rub of the of the match can form take advantage of, of those counter opportunities that they will get if they can mm-hmm. they have a really good chance of winning if they don't it, it could go the other way so that that to me is going to be the really interesting part of this well how can form counter all of the uh, pressure that uh, leads are going to put form under okay now, this talks a little bit more about Fulham. This is also from Scott Parker. Again, I get this right from the uh, official Fulham Football Club Twitter account from the presser. Quote, we're a different animal this time. We've moved on since September. We need to do our job and get a result. We can't take our eye off Friday. Unquote. Okay. Now, he's been trying to really just concentrate on Fulham and not really the opponent. But this also tells me that he understands the importance of this match, Kevin. So what are your thoughts about what what, uh, Parker said here? Um, Yeah, we we sort of more or less agreed on that um, a a little while ago, Russ. You know, we moved on. Both teams have moved on a little bit since September um, from that championship sort of atmosphere in the game. We've we've played more Premier League teams now that we haven't played in in a little while. And, I think we have moved on a little bit. I mean, Fulham yep. definitely have with their, you know, change of players in the team. Yep. We've more or less kept the same side, to be fair, over the course of the season. We've just had problems with the centre-backs because, obviously, when, once, when one centre-back gets injured, another one comes in, 
Yep. We've had we've had different pairings of the course of the season, but um, <clears throat> I, I can see what he's saying in his position. They've been in the bottom three now for a little while, but yep. <clears throat> they've had opportunities to get out of the bottom three. And when it push comes to shove, they just sort of missed out on that. But uh, maybe he's seeing tomorrow's game as an ideal opportunity now to actually put that into practice and yep. you know put themselves into a good position with a few games to go. So. Yep. I can see what he's saying. Yep. He's, he's got to G up the team up, um, and get them motivated for this game because it is an important game. It is. For both teams, really. We've got to consolidate yeah. our position in mid-table as well and <clears throat> not get dragged into anything. Sure. <clears throat> so I agree with him. Yeah, it's an important game. We can't take our eyes off it. Okay. Sure. Sure. It's a very Very important game. Um, and I, for one... Can't really predict how it's going to go at the moment, but uh, um, yeah, uh, you know, you can't disagree with what he's saying. You know, he's, he's saying the right things for the yep. player, and um, like I said before, he's got to put things into practice on the on the pitch now, and that's the key thing to do. And I guess we're going to find out Friday night, my friend. All right, I'm going to put you in the shoes of of Bielsa. Okay, how does Leeds United win this match? It sounds like. I'm I'm probably putting words in your mouth. Just do what Leeds United do and just uh, show that intensity and just attack form. I think what we've got to do, um, Russ, initially is pretend that we're in a Leeds hotel on Friday morning, not in London. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh... I don't get this thing with, with Leeds United (laughs) in London. I I, I don't understand it. I I don't understand it either. I mean... The last time we beat Fulham in a sort of, uh, well, first division Premier League yeah. game was back in 1968. <laughs> we haven't beat Fulham in a Premier League game. Oh, Kevin, I don't like these records because records were so, meant to be broken. I, I, I actually don't like these records. Yeah, we, haven't, uh, we haven't scored in a few games now either. We seem to yeah. be driving uh, goal-wise. But, and yeah, what you said, Doros, yeah, he's, he's not going to change his style, no. is he? He's not going to put you know, five defenders at the back and hope for the best and get a draw. It's just not his way of doing things. It's going to go out and say, right, this is how we win this game. Go out and put things into practice like you've been doing. If we win, we win. If we don't, then we move on to the next game. But (laughs) he's not going to change tactics. He's not going to change, you know, play with a false number nine or five at the back and put two defensive midfielders in the team. This, it's just not his style. He, yeah. he respects form. He, he respects Scott Parker. Yeah. He, you know, he, 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 I respects, can tell. He, he respects the opposition. And Fulham is the opposition on Friday. And he does respect. I mean, they've got some great players in that Fulham yeah. team. You know, Parker's done a great job, job to galvanise the team, really, over the last sort of couple of months. And everybody th- would think that uh, Mitrovic is the main guy. I mean, at this moment in time, he's not. You know, even I just don't know if he fits on and how Parker yeah. wants to play, Kevin. I think that's what it comes down to. I keep saying that that in yeah. s- sometimes in certain matches, I think he fits, but in many matches, I don't think he really fits the way Parker <clears> wants to play. I honestly don't know if he fits against Leeds United the way that this, which, the way I think this match is going to go. I think he needs pace up front, and that's not Mitrovic. And I think part of it is that Mitrovic tends to or could slow them down a little bit. Like you said, we're not really playing long balls. We're, that's not yeah. really what we're going to be doing. 
So how does that, it doesn't really play to Mitro's no, strengths, no. and we're and we're not getting enough crosses into the box to uh, no, really no. good crosses to play to his well, strengths. Well, part of it, where, part of this isn't on Mitrovic. I, I got to yeah. tell you. Well, Cordova Reed obviously is a class player. He's been pulling the strings yeah. in midfield a lot. One of my favorite Fulham players at the moment, I must admit, is Harrison Reed. I think he's oh, an Harrison Reed has done a fantastic job. I'd love to see him in a lead chair. He, he's so good at <laughs> no. stopping. No, he's so good at stopping play, creating play. He, the, I mean, I'd love to see how many kilometers he runs in a game. Well, what's funny a, about it, Kevin, he would actually fit into your side yeah. the way he plays. Yeah, yeah. It actually does make sense. Yeah, that's where I mean. I I always say I that hope Marco Bielsa is not not watching this. <laughs> I hope he doesn't think the same as us. Yeah, but but I, I always say that, Russ, because I know that a lot of Leeds fans every time they watch a Fulham game on TV, yep. he's the guy that they mention. <laughs> you know, he's always I understand working, that. Yeah, he always works hard. He creates. Yep. He, he passes the ball to a, a flair player like Lutman or whatever, or yep. could overread. And, and I'm impressed with this this Anderson guy at the back as well. Oh, he's been he's been fantastic, Kevin. I think he's galvanised the back four as well. He looks yep. really good. He's been um, our captain while Kearney's been out. Yeah, I don't know how much I don't know how to pronounce his surname, but Sambo Angolosi is it? He's on the bench. Um, he played with um, Bielsa at um, Marseille. Ibiza. That's him. Zembo Yep. He knows Bielsa from his Marseille days, yeah. so they'll probably have a bit of a catch-up tomorrow as well. <laughs> but you're getting, you're getting players like Reem and Brian who were regulars, and Hector maybe last season were regulars in the team. And, well, and, and now really you don't see him at all? Nope. Because <clears throat> he's, he's realised that he's got to have a Premier League outlook on the games now. Right. And, and players like Anderson, Cordova Reed, uh, even Lamina, and Harrison Reed, they've all, they've all stepped up, haven't they, um, this season? And that's the reason why now, where a few months ago they would look a bit doomed and maybe along with West Brom and Sheffield United, you, you might not think they had a chance of getting out of the position, but he's done so well now to yeah. get them on the cusp of the you know getting out of the bottom three. Right. That they've got a great I mean they've got a great chance of doing it with with the right results now. I mean, to- listen, Kevin, I completely agree with you, and I think you analyzed Fulham season well, and you're a Leeds United yeah. supporter. That it really goes back to pretty much having mostly a championship side. If we go back to, mm. to those early stages in the season, and yeah, yeah. Parker and the powers that be at Fulham realizing, you know what, we need Premier League level players to play a certain way. And some players could transition from the championship, like you just mentioned, Harrison Reed. Yeah. But they've been, and even Bobby Decadover Reed can actually, again, I love Bobby Decadover Reed. He can yeah. play at this level as well. But many of them cannot. They were championship players. So he had to bring in all these players, and mm-hmm. it took a while for it to gel. So that's kind of where we are right now. But, but very good stuff. And it's funny because while you were saying that, I was thinking about key players for Fulham against Leeds United. I think you got to start with Harrison Reed. I think I think Harrison Reed is going to be vital in this yeah. match. Trying Definitely. to get trying to get control of this match is going to be very difficult, and I think <clears> he will be extremely important. You mentioned Engisa. Engisa could be, or it might actually be Mario Lamino. It'll be interesting to see the starting eleven that uh, Parker goes with because at, at times he's gone with Lamina, at times yeah. he's gone with Engisa. And what was interesting yeah. in the last match, he basically. 
he man marked the midfield against Man City for one half. It actually worked. He played in yeah. Giza, Lamina, and Harrison Reed all together, yeah. and uh, and yeah. it actually worked. It yeah. it worked well. So, and all right, we haven't mentioned him at, at the moment, but obviously lost his cheek as well. He, he's, yes. he's, he's, a, he's a good midfield player. Was he's a, he's a good midfield Premier player, but, yeah. But I will tell you this, and that he is a the most polarizing player at football <laughs> club right now. I'm just telling you. because and I, and I think part of it has to do with the fact that we're expecting the Ruben Loftus-Cheek from Crystal Palace a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, yeah. He got yeah. injured, and I think it's taken time, and also t- to work himself into the system with Parker, and he's not scoring the goals. But at mm. times, you could, see th- you could see the quality, Kevin, yeah. but, but I think the fact that he's not scoring the goals yeah. And that we're not seeing it on a consistent basis. That's why yeah. he he's he splits the supporters. It really yeah. does. I mean, I mean, yeah. you ask a Fulham supporter about Ruben Loftus Cheek, you're probably going to have a 50 minute conversation about him. And I'm, <laughs> and I kid you not. So yeah. you know, and, and and outside of Fulham, you know, the media don't get it. The media think that he's he's this, but if you watch him each and every week, you kind of would understand why the fans are split on him. Anyways, let's get into it, my friend. Let's get to your, your starting 11 uh, and, uh, and formation. Um, I don't think there's going to be many changes, really, from the Chelsea game, to be honest with us. Um, if Bamford's fit, obviously, there's no decisions to make, really. We're going to remain with the same team, I reckon. And I know Rodrigo came on as an early sub there for, for Bamford after yep. about 30, 30 minutes because he, he had a bit of a dead leg. Yep. But it's debatable if Rodrigo's going to be fit for tomorrow anyway. So we're hoping it's going to be the same 11 that started on Saturday against Chelsea with Lorente at the back. Yep. Uh, with Phillips obviously playing central defensive midfield again. Um. Obviously, Melier in goal. Ailing, who, who was touted for an England call this, today as well, but missed out on it. Would have been amazing if Luke Ailing had been called up. He's been one of our best players against this season. But I think he'll start with um, more or less the same team. Alioski on the left as well. Dallas will be in midfield <clears throat> with Phillips and Harrison. And obviously our main man again this season now is one of the fans' favourites, Rafina. Yep. I think he'll he'll be obviously he picks himself these days. He's so yep. good. And obviously Bamford up top as well. Um yep. there's not gonna be many changes really from the, the last game. I'll yep. be very surprised if anything changes too yep. much. Yep. And um, Ben this is just again we we started the show talking about this. It looks like Bamford is going to play tomorrow based on what Kevin and I are hearing. So I think so it's, it's, I think Bielsa is getting quite canny with his uh, press conferences. Well, remember you probably remember us when he was in the championship. He used to yeah. name the team. He used to name the team on a Thursday. <laughs> Give everybody the team. Well, Parker's getting like that too. Parker, you know, again, yeah. Parker. You, you know, you know, I wouldn't truly believe exactly what he says at these yeah. press conferences because I think he does it on purpose. I think he, <laughs> he, he no, I, I do. I think he is trying to get a little bit of a competitive advantage. I think a lot of these managers are playing head games with the other manager. I, yeah. I truly believe that they're doing that. I, you mentioned, know, that, um, I mentioned that because 
he said last week that Pascal, I didn't mention him in the team formation, but he will play again with Laurent at the back. His Pascal yep. strike was a he's deciding whether he wants to play for Belgium or the Netherlands at the moment. He's yep. such a top prospect. He's only twenty one, but he will be a top centre back in years to come, I believe. Last last week he says he's got no chance of playing against Chelsea. He'll, he'll probably play for the under twenty threes next week to get his fitness back. And lo and behold, on the Saturday he gets named in the team. So. Yep. He's, Bielsa's playing little games again, but obviously this time he's saying players won't play and then they turn up in, on the team sheet. So, um, But yeah, Strike and Laurenti look quite solid against Chelsea. I mean, Laurenti is a Spanish international at the end of the day and he's, he's probably played three uh, three games in a row now. Yep. And I think his fitness looks good. After a, a ropey start with us where he was out injured for a lot of the time. Um, but I think they look a solid uh, centre-back partnership and yep. um like I said before I think it's gonna be more or less the same team that started against Chelsea okay. on, on on Saturday. No big changes. Okay. I'm gonna give you my thoughts on form and uh you know listen I think form are gonna do exactly what Scott Parker is kind of telling us what he's gonna do. I think I think this is gonna yeah. be a match where they're just going to try to beat Leeds United on the counter. They're gonna take they're gonna pick their spots. I think they're going to try to make it difficult on Leeds United, but when they get their opportunities, I think they're going to break. And I think that is what they're going to try to do. And I'm going to base my uh, starting 11 on pace because I, I, I think that's going to be very important on this. Well, I, and I'll also say a, a little bit of balance too. So I'm going to go for Ariola as the goalkeeper. I'm certainly not changing there. I'm going to put Kenny Tete as your right back. Left back is interesting because I was going back and forth on this. I'm going to say Ola Ana because he gives you stability. He's not as forward-thinking as Anthony Robinson. He could go Anthony Robinson, but I'm going to go Ana. Then uh, the center-back pairing has been great, Kevin. It really has been fantastic yeah. with Joachim Anderson and Tosin Adrabaya. This yeah. is where it gets interesting, talking about central midfield. I'm going to go with kind of like a 4-2-3-1. I'm going to say it's going to be Harrison Reed, and I'm going to go Mario Lamina instead of Ngisa. I think this is a Mario Lamina match. I could be wrong. And then I'm going to say the three – I'll say that uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek will will play that number 10 role. I'm going to say one side is going to be Ivan Cavallaro and talk about a player that that fans are split on, Ivan Cavallaro. you know, and again, I understand that. I, I would say more fans think that he's a championship player, and I, I kind of understand that because um, yeah. he's not a finisher, but I, but he has a role in the way Parker wants to play, and I think this is his role. And I'm going to have Adam Ola-Lookman on one side, and I'm going to have Maj up front. So that's what I'm going to go with. And I'm not yeah. going to go with Mitrovic. So I'm going to go with <laughs> yeah. basically a four-two-three-one that could yeah. that could morph, but. That's that's what I'm going to. Okay, yeah. my friend. Okay, let's let's finish up. And uh, be, be, before be, before I get your predictions, and if you're watching live, feel free to share your predictions of this match. I, Kev, uh, Kevin, I I told you this off air. I listened to the Phil Hay podcast this morning because I, you know, I wanted his thoughts. Phil works for the Athletic and covers Leeds United for the Athletic. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this. And I kind of went right to talking about the match. And Phil cut to the chase. And you said he doesn't normally do this. So I'm going to share this. 
Phil Hay from The Athletic predicts Leeds United will win handsomely. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> I don't know if they're going to win handsomely. Can they win the match? Yes, but Fulham don't give up many goals. I understand how attacking Leeds United are, but um, the only team that I really fear offensively, even including Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal, and I'll put you in that same category offensively, is, you know, you know again, the only team that really scares me that I, that I think can score multiple goals is Manchester City because yeah. that's how good they are. I so, agree. So when I saw this from Phil and I tweeted this out, Kevin, you know, I, I said, I said, Phil Hayes being a little bit overconfident, bulletin board material for Fulham. Yeah, I said, please, thank you. Thank you, Phil. You know, but again, listen, he, yeah. he covers the team. He's back on the team. My only question is, Phil, if you watch this, how often have you watched Fulham? That's all I'm going to say. How often? Because we're not the same team from the beginning of the season. Okay. Enough of me going <laughs> going off on that, Kevin. Kevin, I want your prediction for this match, and I'll share mine and, and – the fans have uh, shared their predictions. I'll, I'll share them as well. Very tough, very tough for us, I think. All I can say is that our record in London is fairly pathetic over the last, what, 16 games or so. Yep. One uh, shining light for me is Patrick Bamford. Is another stat coming up now. He's played 15 league games on a Friday in his, his career, and he scored 12 goals. Oh, that's not good for me. Okay. So, I'm, I'm hoping Patrick plays tomorrow, but I would settle. I mean, not something Leeds are renowned for this season, but I'll settle for a 1-1 draw tomorrow night. Okay. He puts us on 36 points. Nice position to be in. Uh, gives Fulham a point as well. I don't be good Fulham a point. I want, I want them to be in the Premier League next season as well. I like Fulham. I like Craven Cottage. I like the whole aura of the club. So, I, I wouldn't mind a point. Obviously, three would be nice. It's my birthday today. It'd be a nice birthday uh, present tomorrow. Three points would be superb. Puts us in a great position now. then, uh, going into Sheffield United at home in a couple of okay. weeks. But, but I'll settle for 1-1. One, one. I'm not greedy. 1-1. One, one. Share my birthday uh, present with Fulham. Okay. All right. I'm going to share a couple of comments before I share mine. Kamal says, I feel it's going to be a frustrating 1-1 one, one going with you, Kevin. Now, my friend Chris, who is not a Fulham supporter, Kevin, Chris is actually a Liverpool supporter, but for some Whoa. reason he watches all of my shows because he's a Patriots fan. I, I do a Patriots okay, podcast yeah, as yeah. well. So, yeah. so, so, Chris, thank you, thank you, thank you. Full win two nil. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. And uh, let's see, let's see what we got here. This is with a draw. Okay, I, I get that as well. So, so we have a couple of people predicting a draw. All right, time for my prediction, and uh, I've given this a lot of thought and. You know, it's funny because, like I said, Phil actually really ticked me off this morning. While I was... <laughs> you get that indication, right? But I'm not going to let that cloud my judgment. I go back to the comments from Scott Parker. He's very aware of the importance of this match. And uh, I think the players are. He always talks about concentrating on foam, not concentrating on the opponent. But he does yeah. play against the opponent. I think he will have this team prepared to play against Bielsa. I think he's going to have a very good game plan. Kevin, I, I think Fulham are going to win this. I'm going to go 2-1 to one to Fulham. So I'm going for 2-1. to one, But you know what? It could be this 1-1 one, one draw you're predicting very easily. Could be a Leeds United victory. But what, I, what would shock me? Two things would shock me, prediction-wise. You winning 4-0 or you losing 4-0? I can't, I can't see that. <laughs> I can't see... 
a typical Leeds United scoreline here. I think this is going to be a little bit different, and I think Fulham are going to play a role in that, Kevin. Fulham cannot score a lot of goals, and I think they'll be limited in their opportunities, but I think they're going to do a very good job of limiting Leeds United from scoring opportunities as well because we are very sound defensively with all these clean Mm -hmm. sheets. The proof is in the pudding. I don't see a drubbing either way. I'm going for a two-to-one Fulham victory. Okay. All right. All right. Good stuff. Kevin, listen, I've enjoyed this. I, I told you we'd do this for about a half hour. We went 50 minutes. So, <laughs> you know, I've, enjo- I've enjoyed our, our conversation. Always enjoy having you on, Kevin. Can you please tell everyone how that they can follow you on Twitter and reach you? Yeah, sure. Um, Twitter handle is at United underscore mad. Yep. Website, um, And Kevin's not mad, by the way. I'm not mad now. Angry sometimes, but not mad. <laughs> but it's always a pleasure to speak to you, Russ. It's uh, yep. one of my enjoyable chats of the season, chatting to you. So hopefully Fulham will be in the same league as us next season. I certainly hope so, my friend. Yeah. I want to continue to talk to you. And the, yeah. the only way that happens is is if uh, Fulham stay yeah. in, in, in the sure. league and we can do this again next year because I've enjoyed sure. all of our – yeah. conversations you know sure. you, you were you were on last season you were on this season and uh it sounds like you you know you you obviously want Fulham to stay in the league and partially Always because yeah you know partially because you want to talk to me and I and I like that I like that <laughs> all right yes. all right enough of uh taking a victory out lap for myself but I do want to wrap up this show for my very special guest Kevin Markey on his birthday I'm Russ Goldman thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.